0: Hello fellow listeners, your DM Riku here. I wanted to pop in here because we had a bit of an issue with the session zero recording, sorry. Unfortunately, as we were getting the audio files for the session zero, some of the audio checks got corrupted. So unfortunately, we lost Josh's and Echo's Session Zero Audio. I do not want you all to go without knowing who their characters are. Since it would be weird for you to jump into episode one and see who are these people? So here's a little background to both their characters. Echo is playing a changeling bard, a college of lore. The character's name is Alex or Liz, depending on which personality has control. Yes, he's going to be dealing with multiple personality disorder. In a horrible accident, the two of them were actually merged into one being. So the Changeling is pretty much both. As for Josh, Josh will be playing Ranger, Beastmaster, specifically that of a what is called a dwelf or a half-elf, half-dwarf, which will set up some interesting things with other elves and dwarves. Dwarves are seen as an abomination, so it'll be an interesting roleplay with him when he has to interact with other elves and other dwarves. He also has a companion, a wolf named Leonidas, that he will be bringing into battle, and both of these characters come from very unique backgrounds. Echo was a professor, whereas... I'm sorry. Alex, or Liz, was a professor, while Dorgmir... Sorry, I forgot to mention the dwarf's name. The dwarf's name is Dorgmir. He did some side work with the police, but is more of a bounty hunter up in the mountains. So... I'm sure you'll learn all about where they come from and the their personalities of what their backstory is as we go on. I only knew so much. So thank you. I just want to come in on here and give you that information as well as apologize for the inconvenience. But I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next time. you want to call me and address me here with you with a brand new game a brand new x actual play podcast called the academy we are playing this here on the DD vibe Tri, and i'm so excited to bring this to you this has been a game that i've been concepting since god knows how many years and i'm so excited to bring it to you and being able to dm it with y'all so this is going to be a fun welcome to session zero our players have been hard at work developing their characters actually and they have some really cool ideas really cool concepts and we're going to flesh them out here tonight so you can get introduced to them all and see what this crazy new world is all about but before we get that we need to introduce you to our players now two of our players couldn't make it tonight Uh, later in this episode you will be able to meet the other two But we have a decent amount of our players here for this first part. So we're going to go ahead and introduce, have them introduce themselves. Feel free to give your name, how to find you on social media, any other projects you're working on, as well as any other games that you're playing in here on the D&D Vibe Tribe. He might not be DMing this game, but he sure is part of it. Mikey!
1: Wow, is this what it feels like? Who knew? (laughs) But hello, everyone. This is your mad lad Mikey. You can find me on my personal socials at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow all of us here at D&D Vibe Tribe Production. Make sure to give us a link and follow to stay updated on to all the amazing projects we got going on. Speaking of projects, I am the crazy person who decided, mm, "Let's run multiple games and have a bunch of different podcasts." So, I am the grand Pooba, the proprietor, the Running on very few hours of sleep type of person right now. but yeah, here at dV tribe, we have a bunch of podcasts, actual plays. you we range from D and D, Worldwide Wrestling, the Deadlands Noir system, Legend of the Five Rings, City of Miss. It's a grand time all around. So make sure you go and support those other podcasts as I have some amazing content creators and players and that deserve your love and affection. But yes, I am super excited. I am on the other side, so strapping kids, it's about to be get wild. Oh, yeah. For those
0: of you who may not recognize my voice, I actually am on the Friday Night Fights as well as the Furusato podcast, which Mikey is the DM for. So now is time for my revenge. <laughs> no, not really. This is going to be fun. Hello,
2: everybody. This is... Sutphin or Chris or we have multiple, so I'll just go by my screen name. You can find me on TikTok as Cosmos Prefect and a couple other places. I think Instagram as well. Really looking forward to to participating in this world and seeing what what fun and excitement we we are. Handed run into, I guess you could say. I'm really looking forward to it. So let's see what happens on this.
3: A saludos, programas, and welcome. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me here at the D Vibe Tribe. I play not only the Academy game, but I also play in the Friday Night Fights Wrestling True Play Podcast and the Furosato Legend of the Five Rings True Play Podcast, who our storyteller is Mikey. And I play with Mike. What else do I have going on? Oh yeah, I have a little thing called a podcast. It's called uh, The Nerdy Puerto Ricast. Right now we're waiting on episode 5 to come out, which should be out any day now. But The Nerdy Puerto Ricast, you can catch it wherever you listen to podcasts and also you can catch it here on d and Vibe Tribe. And two other things I actually have going on. Uh, number one, I found out that I have made it to the Supporting cast for the 2022 New Jersey Renaissance Fair. So you'll be able to see me there. And also I will be performing at the Tennessee Pirate Festival in Harriman, Tennessee, I believe it is. With my my adventure comedy routine, The Lords of...
0: That's awesome. I think I need to make a trip home to New York so I can come down to New Jersey to see that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. And don't worry, we have plenty of people on the cast including some that couldn't be here tonight. So, my goal as a DM is to give you all a fun experience, uh, to enjoy the game you're playing as well as as well as a challenge to put your skills to the test. Now, I'm not going to I am not an evil DM that's going to try to kill you every time. I am not like that, but There might be times where you'll have a little bit of a challenge. So, to begin tonight, I thought, what the heck is this game? Why don't we... First off, I plan on... I'm If I can speak, let's try that again. First off, I'm going to give a quick synopsis and a little bit of setting to this world that we are in. For those of you who have not read or know much about it or if you're just tuning into this and found it what the hell is this the academy is a D fifth edition game that uses elements and combines with d20 modern and specific and additionally the urban arcana expansion to d20 modern i did been doing a lot of work to convert a lot of their spells their equipment their a couple of their rules into uh D fifth edition it's also made by Wizards of the Coast. So a lot of the stuff that is actually in D20 Modern came straight from the player's handbook. So, yes. So it's really cool. And a lot of the monsters and some of the equipment and even some of the rules, too. So it made a really good thing to create a more modern day setting. That being said, this story actually takes place more so in the future. But it's still modern. How does that work? Here's a quick synopsis of how this world came to be. We're gonna enter into a world that has been reborn into magic, a world that has given, actually given the world a lot more diversity than we've seen today even. So here's the events that led to today. The year is 3005 and around that time, And that time was when an event called the Great Awakening occurred. This occurred with the awakening of the great dragons. Specifically, eight dragons all throughout Earth awakened. And they came from a lot of different places that many people didn't know. All of a sudden, the top of Mount Fuji blows off and a dragon popped out of there. A dragon swooping up from below out of the Grand Canyon. And a lot of these other large landmarks housed these dragons that have been sleeping for years and years. And they have finally awakened. And with their awakening also came magic return to the land. Folks were able to do use these new powers. These new manipulating the elements to their advantage. And live life. Like we've never seen before they also brought the beings that came with that magic monsters that we've ne- monsters and animals that we've never seen before and we saw some mutations with a lot of the humans on earth many of them suddenly growing giant pointier ears or growing a lot shorter or maybe even turning to metal or, and a lot more. yes, this is how I'm shoehorning the races of DD fifth edition into this game. <laughs> their mutations <laughs> and this was a bit of a, an apocalyptic ish event. it didn't wasn't intended to kill everything on earth, but it was a restart Then a lot of folks had to rebuild their lives, their culture and their technology. because of this, the year is now, 499 GA or Great Awakening. And progress when it comes to technology and society has returned a lot to a lot like 2022, but with magic and not with COVID. This year is a lot busier and a lot of excitement because it is putting out the preparations for the 500th anniversary of the Great Awakening. This includes festivals celebrations and even an olympic style sporting event it's let's face it it's the it's the olympics but these sporting events also include these newfound skills now we can actually have fighting tournaments because we have a whole bunch of clerics that can help heal and keep people safe we can have magic skills attack around and so much more possibilities to really showcase who you are and. Your abilities. However, with this joy and excitement in this world, there is also evil, corruption, madness of power, and more. While societies, whether they're secretive or not, wish to use these powers for their own gain or to eradicate it completely. Yet the people of this world still live in relative peace. So what's exact actually protecting them? Then, I guess y'all f- will find out. So this world is uh, a lot of folks in this world use their magic use magic in their everyday lives. Obviously, spell slots are a thing, so they can't continuously be using their magic. Sometimes they'll use it at work. Some workplaces restrict magic, and there's a lot more opportunities. Hospitals have been bringing in more clerics and. Folks that can help out with creating new medicines and being able to heal the unhealable. Let me tell you, the bards, oh, the performances they they put on are can be a bit more entrancing, a bit more of an earworm than an earworm can be sometimes. But no, but there's also the ability to weave technology into your own abilities, wizards have actually, some wizards have learned the ability to use technology in their world. In their abilities. And there's so much more. Opportunities. Also, there's guns. So they can shoot a lot of different guns. So, But yeah. Essentially, a lot of the stuff that came from the old magic world has returned to Earth. And the five we have here we will be inhabiting that world. So, let's meet the actual characters and their backstories
1: that we will be interacting with here in this game. I'm really excited. So, my approach for my character is I wanted to take this opportunity to play a class that I haven't before, but before we get to that bit, My character, he is a human. His name is Ramon Oseguera. He hails from the small, quaint little city of Carmel-by-the-Sea, which is a small, an actual small city in real life, Northern California, full of nice sea breezy afternoons, misty mornings, and cobblestone streets. A little bit about Ramon, he is a barbarian, but at the time that we, this campaign takes place he's a little bit older per se he's in his late 40s early 50s he's lived his life but Ramon is actually before becoming an adventurer and venturing out and being the barbarian he is he actually was born and raised in a little textile and fabric shop that his mom used to run so his mom taught him how to sew and all kinds of things like that And eventually, when he got old enough to venture out on his own, he went forth and made his own little small business making streetwear and little stuffed animals for kids. So don't let the intimidating face fool you. He's a big sweetheart deep down, but you make him mad enough, he is going to let you have it. So... For Ramon, I feel that he's at this event trying to sell his wear with his uh, clothing and his stuffed animals to the fans that are there. Be like, yo, kid, you want to buy this?
0: (laughs) That's great. At some point during this
1: campaign, I am going to give Ramon access to a steel chair. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if you give me a steel chair, I will die and I will love you forever. Because essentially this character is based off one of my favorite video game characters of all times. Which we can dis- which we'll talk about as the campaign goes on. Yes. Yeah. No. See, you <laughs> cannot bring him into this mess. You cannot bring him into this whole debacle. What <laughs> happens in City of Miz stays in City of Miz. Don't bring that shenanigans here. Don't do we- it, Chris. Don't do it. <laughs> we will see. It might cost you a pretty
0: penny, but we will see uh cool and I, I love that character idea i know we've talked about it a lot i love the idea of it california northern california actually all of california honestly is one of the more places that stay the same one cool that thing tracks. Is that, <laughs> that yeah <tracks. laughs> one of the cool things about this new world though with a lot of the changes that happened is that you notice. One of the things your character knows and notices is that the seas are actually a lot cleaner these days. They're a lot more crystal blue. They're a lot more beautiful, instead of the polluted waters we have today. <laughs> so it th- that was one of the big changes that happened. It was almost like as soon as the awakening happened, like all the oceans just cleared up. The one thing ar- that happens around your town specifically. There are days when there are they restrict the beach. They the, the beach is not open period end of story. And this is because they're uh, sighting a monster out in the ocean. At first people thought it was a shark, but as more pictures and pictures got got taken of it, they it's something other. They don't know exactly what it is yet, and they continue to do their search. It leaves and comes back a lot, but no one has been able to get close enough to see what this even is. Around this time, those closures are happening more and more often. So he's making so this creature is making a lot more return trips to your town. So, a little bit of backstory on your area as well. I really love it. I cannot wait. <laughs> and okay, cool. I think, yeah, but you pretty much covered all everything that I had in mind of asking you, so we can move on. And if anything comes up that you want to add, and, and that goes to everyone, if if I get to you and then you think of something as someone's talking of something else to add, you could stop me and let me know and we can work that in. And if you have any ideas for, to work into your own storyline or your own ideas, we can do that as well. And actually... There is a couple questions that I do have, but now that I remember them. Echo, I'm actually going to start with you. Did you ha- does your character have parents? Or any sort of family? Okay. Okay. Do you remember any of their names at all? Okay. Okay. Nope. No, that's fine. Good. And uh, any other personal relations you have with anyone else? Like friends or anything like that? Or were you mostly secluded? Okay. Okay. Cool.
1: Okay. Cool. That's very good information. Uh, Mikey, how about you? So, outside of Ramon's mother, I will say that she's still alive, though she's getting into more her older years. She still runs the shop back in his hometown, and I think Ramon has... Not necessarily grew up in seclusion, but from a small town. Everybody guys knows anybody, so everybody's all up in the business. But at one point, Ramon did find a close friend with another resident of his town. And there may or may not have been some feelings involved, but they've decided that to remain good friends for now. But who knows, that might change as they get older. But Ramon's friend is Rodrigo. So Rodrigo is a good personal friend of Ramon's. Keep making sure that his mom is doing okay and then letting him and then whenever Rodrigo can slip away, they go hang out whenever they can or whenever he returns home, they just hang out. But yeah, they have been through a lot together, so they uh, have a very strong bond. You guys, you can't be bringing in the other podcast in here. We got to keep it its own thing. (laughs) Don't do this to Chris. (laughs) Don't do this to him. (laughs) <laughs> don't do that you
0: guys <laughs> no we're not yeah no but i love i love the creativity of it but okay cool i know what this me asking that kind of hints at but trust me it's not going to be as emotional emotional traumatic as you're thinking good lord all right let's move on to something Subfin-
2: so i'm playing edgar wallace basically he's and it's weird I'm gonna be like kinda of like myself. He's the guy from the mountains of central Appalachia that just likes to fix things. And he discovered that he had this ability of, of magic. And he also just really has an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. So he wants to know the whens and the whys and the hows and just everything. So that's why he's come to the event. Just as a to broaden his knowledge, to find out more, to hang out, rub elbows with others, and uh, I guess personal history wise, he had a, he had a strong family upbringing, but it was they didn't really agree with some of the ideas that he held. They were more traditional, I guess you could say. Parents both still alive. He has a younger brother who's polar opposite, I guess you could say, of his personality. <laughs> And that's, I'm trying, that's, there's still a couple things I'm trying to line out, and I think that'll develop.
0: The one question I have, does Edgar have any sort of job or even past profession that they used to have?
2: Yeah, he's a tinker or handyman kind of thing. He's done some odd jobs here and there, fixing just mechanical items, working on the newer computer school, which is where the the school of code comes into play. So yeah, he's into electronics and gadgets and he's I picture him having just a little shop with a bunch of stuff outside and inside and parts here and there. And just he's the guy that if something breaks, you go to him and somehow he just makes it work.
0: That's awesome. I I love this. I love your idea for the character. I know it's a lot like you, but that's something I do enjoy is when people bring pieces of themselves into the character. Mikey knows this very well with me with a lot of my characters that I make, but I'm very glad that you are decided to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. As for the area that you're in, just to give a little background on the Appalachian area, that part of the US kind of had a realignment of their state lines. West Virginia doesn't exist anymore? By the way, it got absorbed by an I I don't Ohio. remember which state. I got to check. What? Maybe, <laughs> I'm not probably, sure.
2: Either that or they gave it back to Ohio, gave it to Ohio and Pennsylvania.
0: I will I, that's something I'm still working out in terms of the state line. Some a lot of the different state lines have definitely changed a little bit more but i know for certain that was one of them some other things with the appalachian mountains this is where a lot of the beings in the u.s moved to for those who are a little bit more a little bit more different so uh, a lot of those who ended up more grotesque or not really Like the gnomes, dwarves, elves, like a lot of the more animalistic looking folks, goliaths and such like that, that honestly weren't really accepted when this all when this all happened. This is their main place. The Appalachian Mountains has been a a home for them for a lot. And when they meet up with another human or someone who has been more accepted into society... They can be a little bit weary, but I think for you, I'm going to say that a lot of those in that area have gotten to know you and know your shop Mm -hmm. and are, there's there's still a little bit of hesitation in them, but they do, they they tend to interact with you a lot more.
2: I can see that because it's the, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're here, we live in the same we look at the same trees and hear the same wind and Mm -hmm. play in the same creeks growing up together. So it's a Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of the races that ended up becoming more of the earth, more of of nature, it that's why they moved out is the main place they moved out here. A lot of others moved all over the country or all over the world really. But this is one of the big places for them.
2: And the old magic.
0: Oh yes. Oh yes, or
2: From the old man mountains, or,
0: or as uh, D twenty Modern uh, calls it, the archaic magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they D twenty Modern uh, put a record. Really, most any they actually say in. The book, you can use anything from D- Dungeons & Dragons Player's Handbook. However, if it's not already listed in D20 Modern, it's considered what's called an archaic weapon or an archaic armor or item because it is of that old world. So th- that's how they describe it. I'm probably not going to use that those words because a lot of the stuff that they have there, there's probably around here too. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, old-fashioned or... uh classic or something else so awesome that's really all that's really great to hear and i'm also really excited that you're using the school of code a subclass that's one of the new subclasses that i've added from d20 modern
2: i'm pretty excited by that there's some cool stuff
0: oh
1: yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> all right so let's move Ooh, what's up
1: that is fun Well, guys, it's been a
0: great great time. If you're all looking for a math version of Wordle, there is one out there called Nerdle It's interesting. (laughs) It's evil. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to Adolfo, Uh, and I know you were thinking between characters, but let's hear what you have. Obviously, anything between now and our first session, you are is always subject to change. So some of things that you're hearing right now may change by the time we get to episode one. Just be aware. So don't worry about anything being set in set, stone here.
3: Indeed, especially because I have two characters. So currently, the character that, that I have in the Academy a D&D Beyond is Dagny Hutakrypta, yeah? Of the Huttercryptas from Dusseldorf, Germany. We are the proprietors of the Krypta funeral homes, we have emigrated to Austin, Boston, Massachusetts, to grow our black brand. Yeah. And that is what we are doing. Yeah.
1: You can't do this to me, bro. You can't do this <laughs> to me.
3: <laughs>
1: I love it. I do, not,
3: I do not understand why, what is the problem. I am a, a deep gnome. Yeah. I am from the school of necromancy, though. I... I Keep that hidden. Yeah. So that's character number one.
1: Adolfo, you, you are a gem and I love oh. you so much. <laughs> but wait, I still have another character. Just. just yes. He's, it he gets he's, better. He's, Let's go. The,
3: the, uh, I have Balance. She is from Calle, Puerto Rico, but is visiting her family in Nueva York and wants to see the mainland. Uh, she is a. Circle of wildfire, who has pretty much lived out in the woods her entire life, to see the big cities is uh, very odd. See, wonderful. And what race? Oh, a, a dwarf, a mountain, mountain dwarf. Awesome.
0: Yes, yes. Just, just,
1: <laughs> just give thinking. me more. Just give me more.
0: <laughs> so I love both of those ideas. I'm excited to see which one you end up choosing. <laughs> Um, he's just gonna have a stack of player sheets, so he can just burn through them throughout the campaign, just go ham on each character.
1: Listen, <laughs> like, we as D&D players know this is that we bite our time of making characters. Let me introduce you to this whole entire notebook that is filled with just character ideas that I've decided to come up with. So I feel you on that on so many levels.
3: Also, I'm in Mikey's predicament where I'm the forever DM and you're now letting me play. So you're allowing my brain to like. Vomit all these character ideas that were like NPCs
0: and like fleeting other characters that I can now flesh out into full-fledged characters. <laughs> I've always wanted to DM a game where all the players are forever DMs. Because I end up most of the time having the opposite problem. I It's been very hard for me to find a group to DM for, so I have never landed in that opportunity. So I've always been like the forever player.
1: And what universe are you living in? I want that problem. (laughs) God, I love it. God, I love it. Oh, that's most of us. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah, we need to keep going here. I love this story and we could talk about it later. But we kind of need to move on. I but I do love hearing everybody's stories about one eighth played, and because it gives me inspiration as well. Adolfo, I did have a couple questions for you. I know you're still choosing between which character you want to do, so we can flesh out more of their backstories, relationships, that kind of stuff offline. Unless you have some of that, but the things like I'm curious right now are occupations that each would probably have. Yeah, <laughs> being of. Oh the God. Huta
3: Krypta funeral home, yeah. Dagny is right now learning how to be a, a funeral director, yeah. And a mortician, as is said in the English language, yeah. Or as is said in in German, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figured that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Now I remember. As for Valentina, it- she's...
3: Really more of a, a, a farmer, being being a Druid and living out in, in the wild. Uh, she is a, is a person that has of la tierra, the, the earth, and she has worked the land. Uh, but visit, visiting family in Nueva York is, uh, she's taking a bit of a break.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That sounds that sounds really awesome. Both ideas. I'm excited about it. And I remember what I was gonna say earlier. If you're listening to that accent and laughing now, just wait till I break up voice mod and my
1: soundboard because I am getting extra with this shit. It's gonna be glorious, I can't <laughs> wait. Adolfo, it's the glasses for me. It's the glasses yes. for me.
0: Oh man, I wish you guys could see that. Oh, this is why I actually, like, this is something we could talk about offline, but there is something in me that really wants to turn this into video <laughs> on YouTube and do both. Do the graphics of like your health bars and almost the 20 style. Guy's the limit. Oh, I have plans. I have plans in terms of the maps and everything, um, but again, yes, you will. All right, we got to keep this gravy <laughs> no, gotta trade keep rolling. Going. We got to keep going. <laughs> keep going. Anyway. So, just to give a little bit of background, Adolfo, about your areas: Boston. At so, first off, Germany remained mostly unchanged through this. They were able to get back to their regular culture and regular lives pretty quickly. Much quicker than the rest of Europe. Their, I will say with Germany, Germany has gotten actually larger. A little bit larger when a lot of the lines were redrawn. Their influence has grown. When you go go to Boston, Boston, this was actually one that I didn't think about. Hi, I'm a New Yorker. We hate Boston. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. Everybody
1: else does. There goes the East Coast fans who are going to listen to. <laughs> Damn it, Chris.
3: I, I grew up in Acton, Massachusetts. It's all, it's all right. It's all right. Y'all are wicked cool. Y'all are wicked cool. Just hang out. We'll, we'll go over to Worcester and uh, we'll stop o- over at Dunkin' Donuts and uh, we'll talk to Nami. It'll be it'll be a wicked good time. I can
1: feel the seething from Chris's screen, audience, if only you could see this. Uh, I was going to say, so is it chowder or chowder?
3: (laughs) White clam chowder. None of your New York red stuff.
0: Good lord. Anyway. (laughs) Anywho. Boston is very much a seafaring now that it has become the main place that the u.s has been taking imports and exports out of so there are people coming and going constantly there are definitely the folks of boston who still continue to try to uphold the traditions the accent and such of boston that is also dear to to your hearts but a lot of Boston has definitely... That population is getting smaller, and there's a lot more. This has caused a lot of almost civil war in, in Boston a few times. Basically, the two sides of people ha- that have these different views of how the culture should be have fought a lot in this area, and nothing ever changes. <laughs> Surprisingly, it always ends in some kind of draw. Or both sides just deciding that they're bored of fighting and they stop. And then years go by and then someone starts it back up again. But the two sides, the folks who are trying to change it into a more amalgamous, more diversified culture versus the Bostonians. Each group is very close in Boston. A lot, depending on which group you belong to, you probably will know plenty of people there. Yeah. Uh, then then it goes the
3: other way that that is where the hooter Crypto Funeral home comes in to play yeah uh the hooter crypta funeral home putting the f u n in funeral yeah
0: yes you your your funeral home definitely gets the business when you start feeling the every few years when the fight when fights start building up and sometimes you'll notice that it happens out of nowhere not really any explanation why And after the fighting is done and questions get asked, no one really knows why it got started in the first place. So it's an interesting thing there. But in terms of culture, they they are very fisherman-based, sea-based, especially on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Provincetown is still gay as fuck. And I say that with love. I miss Provincetown. And inland Massachusetts actually is barren. To be honest with you, most people, most folks have moved closer to the coastline or to other parts of the country. So, yeah, there's roads. The roads are still up going through, but not a lot of people of any type really living in this open area of Massachusetts. Puerto Rico is definitely an out an agricultural place. As you've mentioned, with her being very of the earth, Druids thrive there. Also, uh, Puerto Rico actually has become a state by this time. But it is, so it's definitely, there are like most of the population are druids. So it's a very close knit community, very close knit area. New York, if you thought New York was crowded now, just wait. Just wait. New, especially New York City. I, I don't know if you mentioned, it. was it New York City or elsewhere in New York that uh, she's visiting? I'm sorry. Oh, sí. uh, no, see, Harlem. Harlem. Okay. It's, yeah. So New York City, the New York City areas has definitely put up even more buildings. Too many people still. Even more than before. Higher buildings. It If New York City doesn't feel claustrophobic now, it definitely does then. It is... It's a bit overwhelming. However, it has been... At night, it is the most beautiful thing you'd ever see. One of the things... It's also now known as the Neon City. Not just because of all the signs and billboards and stuff, but every so often... All of the owners of the buildings and all, like the owners of the billboards and lights and stuff, get together and do a city-wide light show. Where you'll you can, it, it, from like your own footage from above the buildings, you can see figures being made from all the lights in the city. It's and it's been done in a way that's just so beautiful to watch. And that is what draws a lot of people to visit. And that's what actually draws a lot of people today. Despite the crowd of this, it's still, yeah, and whatnot. But it is, that makes it all better for them. Yeah, that's the deal with New York City. And that's how I wish it was now, because maybe I would have wanted to stay there. (laughs) All right. So we could talk more about your relationships and stuff once you decide on the character and we can flesh that out offline. But love what you're going with so far. I have a couple questions. And actually, one of those questions is more of a confirmation that I need to do with everybody. And this question actually comes down to how, where do we start? So our story is going to start at a regional competition. Just the big Olympic shebang, this is the regional competition that folks will qualify for the great event. You will all be in attendance in some fashion. Now, how you're attending can be one of different ways. You can be a competitor, you can be just an attendee, you can be on staff, whether it's behind-the-scenes staff, uh, combat staff, medic medical staff, you could be a vendor, you can be a performing artist because it is a few-day thing. They have DJs and bands playing all the time. You could be security. You have anything you can think of at, at something like this. You could be a team. you could be somebody's coach even. You could be one of my NPC's coach. You have so many different plans to go. So I am. So I want to go down the list. I took a couple notes of where it sounded like y'all wanted to go. And then some of you, I still need to figure out. So for Mikey,
1: it sounds like you're going to be one of the vendors. Oh, of course. I'm trying to peddle this (laughs) streetwear, these stuffed animals, and these skateboard designs, baby. Awesome. So
0: as a background, you were on the streets selling some of your wares, wherein someone picked up one of your teddy bears and decided to buy it. And he just gave you a roll of dollar bills, rolled up, left it there, took the... and went. When you open... Oh, no, we still use dollars. We still... I'm working on converting the currency, but we still use... Um, (laughs) Cha-ching! When you open up the dollar bills, you notice that there's a piece of paper inside. And when you open up and you see the piece of paper... It is, a, it is a note that essentially says, you have been invited to the Chicago Invitational to exhibit as a vendor and artist. Please, contact, please go to this website to register your booth. This will be free of charge. And since we are reaching out to you, it'll also be all expenses paid. You got a booth at this event. You can set up your your wares as art pieces or just sell them, whatever you wish. But yeah, you received this invitation. So just something to know. Next, Sutfin, it sounds like you're going to be an attendee. Um, is that correct? Just going to be attending? Yeah. Okay. So Cordian I... And curiosities and... So oddly enough, yeah. in where you live, even though you live pretty significant ways away from chicago where the event's being held surprisingly there's been a lot of commercials on television and on websites promoting this specific event and that's what brought your curiosity to attend it's really weird because with chicago the ads are very much looking for people to to compete or or hyping it up as this big event but not but you, but in your, why in your area? So I think uh, that's been a good place for uh, your curiosity to start. Don't you think?
2: I think I'm following. Okay,
0: cool. Yes. <laughs> this is you're what describing... happens when you, that <laughs> was like, hey, <laughs> you're describing me.
1: Yeah. This is what happens when you have way too many characters that you're playing. Trust me. I understand.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you'll be just an attendee too. Is that correct? And we could ride together. Hey, there might be a, a bus or a plane that you both end up on. We could work that in as well. Okay, that'll work. That could work as well if that's what you, if that's what you want to do. I could definitely get that set up for you. Awesome. So what I'm gonna say is, your mother definitely encouraged this. So you decided to go online to buy a ticket but right before you were able to buy a ticket you received an email now of course taking the precautions of opening an email in this new world for those who don't know one big thing with d20 modern and urban arcana is that you can cast spells through email so you take after taking the precautions you you figure out that it's a legit email You open it up, and it's actually an invitation to join the security team there. It was almost like how ads are so creepy that you could be talking about something, and all of a sudden, the next thing, an ad for that pops up. It was like that, but with an email. So it creeps you out even more. But it offered all expenses paid, as well as payment for being on securities. So, free trip to Chicago?
1: Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. You find out that you can actually. So, you fill out the application, you get accepted, and you're on your way to Chicago to be part of this event. Awesome. So, the other two that we have not touched on, I know Adolfo, since you're still going between two characters, I'm curious if you had an idea for either one of them of where you would like their starting point to be, or what role are they going to be playing in this event? (laughs) The fucking glasses. I can't. <laughs> this is gonna. Okay. Okay. I am saying this right now with everybody's consent and everybody's permission. I am gonna turn this into a video podcast, and we will. We need to. We need yeah. to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You, you have mine consent. Yeah. That is. That, that is. This is understood. Oh, oh my god. god. That sounds yeah. like a party. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. For these festivities, I, I would imagine that the Huda Crypta funeral home would want to advertise yeah, the funeral home. Yeah. I would think that, uh, that my family would send me to perhaps man a table to advertise the Hutta Crypta funeral home. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Your table is actually going to be on a different but not in the, the main vendor hall but along the main promenades where where everybody comes in goes into the stadium to take their seats all that because you're there to more so advertise your services rather than actually sell something your company's name is up on the jumbotrons and and the tickers and everything to help advertise you have a table there to give out flyers and such like that to folks coming up. So what happens is you you're it, there's actually a... You get a letter dr- addressed to you through the funeral home from somebody who mentioned his name uh, is Christoph, whose name rings a bell. And then when you go more into... The letter, you realize that you actually, he was one of your clients for the funeral home. You've helped him out with a funeral once. He's one of the folks who are now in charge of this event. So he actually, as a way to thank you, is inviting you to the event to advertise for free. You don't have to pay anything, which is a great thing. And yeah, so you get to the same thing, all expensive sales. I'm sorry, Sutphin, you're the only one who's actually paying at this point. But yeah, you're invited as an as an advertiser on his behalf. He will be footing the bill for for you to be there, as well as whatever the advertisement fee is. So yeah, that that's what it would be for that character.
3: Uh, a Valentina, I think that Valentina would actually be visiting with her cousins from wherever. They would want to go see the events. And so Valentina will go to watch the events with her cousin.
0: Not much really to say there. Valentina actually is surprised by her cousins. Like almost like a a belated birthday gift or something. I don't really know. Gets you a ticket. Under the condition that you pay for the transportation. (laughs) They they're very really like yeah. Here's a very big gift, but you you're responsible for the other half. <laughs> so you'll get to attend with. So Valentina, if you choose that character, will be able to attend with them. And then finally, Echo, tell me what Alex or Liz is doing for this event. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say so you so you'll be a ten- an attendee to see your students and root them on who are in the event. I'm going to say that your students... So, everybody who is competing in the event get a certain amount of comp tickets for that. For friends, family. Two of your students are actually twins. So, one decided to invite their parents. while well, they decided to use two of their tickets to invite their parents. And then they have two other tickets that they're using which they are using one for you to attend and see them compete. So you get a free ticket. The travel is not paid. Sorry. So you will have to pay your way to travel there. They are unable to pay. Why? Yes, read it, please. Have it. Have it read through my stuff. That's great. That's wonderful. This isn't the 500 celebration, this is a regional. (laughs) So, so, so this one you will have to pay for, but we will say that you're the 500 one you won't have to. How's that sound? The 500 one's going to be more expensive anyway, buddy. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah, sure. Cool. So now I have an idea of where y'all starting and where you'll be, and I have some work to do on that. And then the last thing, as I said at the top, I asked you all to have a D-100 ready. If you would please roll that and tell me what you got. And we'll go around the room like we did at introductions, and I will call each of you out. So, let's start with Echo. 41. Mikey? 29. 31. 31?
1: Adolfo?
3: On my brand new Death Drop Dice, which I purchased at the Death Drop <laughs> Etsy store. <laughs>
1: Not an ad, but support our friends. (laughs) But we support our friends.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Which, these guys are beautiful, by the way. Anyway,
0: I got a 42. 42? Ah! Okay. And finally, Josh. 83. Awesome. We'll be telling you what all that meant in episode one.
1: Of course.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. You'll thank me later. Anywho, before... Before we wrap up, that's all I had in terms of plans to get you all situated and ready to go. Give some backstory to the audience and give some backstory to you for a lot of this world. But is there any additional questions or even anything you want to throw out before we close in close up tonight? Any other more relevant questions? <laughs> I, I do have a I do have a relevant
3: question. Okay. Mr. DM. When it comes to gear, do we kind of do we use the stats for for the armor for the weapons in D and D, but give it a modern?
0: So you can, yes, you can. Or I have homebrewed into D and D beyond uh, a lot of the equipment, so you could actually go in there and choose. And I've gone through and. Did a couple of replacements on some of your characters, like for example, Echo, with your character, you chose leather armor. I switched that to a leather jacket. It's the exact same stats. So if you look in the equipment list and gear list that I put into the materials channel, all of those can be found in the campaign. Since now that you're in that campaign, you search for them, they'll pop up. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome, and I'll take a look at your characters. And if there's something I w- I I think would be more appropriate to swap out, I'll I will do like with leather armor, switching that to a leather jacket. It's one thing. If there's something more complicated, I might reach out to you if you would want to do a swap, to something more modern, or you could just call it something more modern. So just let me know. The Myth- the, the- mithril plus four onesie. Oh. Wait, th- there is definitely. One of the armor I put in is full plate. It is considered full plate. I think it's. Oh God, I forgot what it is. It is something ridiculous, but <laughs> it's like swap. It's like a SWAT team, SWAT team armor <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. All right. Anything else from anyone? Oh, actually,
3: when it comes to when we are playing in dice rolls, do you want us to roll in D&D Beyond, or can we make with the...
0: That will be player's choice. You can feel free to do either. I am perfectly... Yeah, you rolled amazingly well for your character. Holy shit. (laughs) Yep. Nice. All right. Yep. Yeah, terroric data needs to be balanced in this world. All right. Thank you all for joining me tonight. I hope you all have a great night. It's been so much fun hanging out with you and learning more about your characters. For our audience listening, sit tight. Uh, we'll be right back with part two, where we'll be talking to Dylan and his character. So stay tuned and we'll be back here shortly. <laughs> lot of great characters that will be joining us in this new world and now it's time to add yet another to the mix but first off let's meet the player behind this next character so i'd like to introduce you to actually a good friend of mine who will be joining us on this campaign so let me bring in dylan how are you doing today hey i'm doing wonderful thanks so much for having me Awesome. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience and like who you are, where you're from, where folks can find you on social media, that kind of stuff.
4: Sure, no problem. My name is Dylan, or D, and uh, you can find me at Roll6s on both Twitch and on Twitter. I'm pretty findable. I love to talk all things uh, tabletop RPGs, queer politics, and I've been known to put on a little leather from time to time, so that's a good way to... To get me excited to talk about things. But yeah, I'd love to, to get to know our, our audience and hear what they think about uh, the podcast. So uh, feel free to follow me again at Roll6 is on Twitch and Twitter.
0: Awesome. And I've been following your tw- your Twitch. I, I know we were following each other when we both, when I started streaming too. And he puts on a great show when he streams. It's always awesome to watch. All right. Thanks so, so much. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah, I know. I always enjoy watching. All right, so we're going to get started with... We're, we're going to learn more about your character. Now, I've already gotten to see your character sheet. I got to see some of the backstory you sent me. But why don't you talk to let the audience know who you'll be playing. To us, the class, race, all that good jazz... And a little backstory, where are they from, who, some of the close relationships they have, things like that. Anything you want to share, at least right now, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more as this campaign goes on.
4: 100%. So I will be playing Wyatt Luckbringer the second. Wyatt was born in a suburb of Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. He was a very precocious child oddly very lucky as as his surname now suggests. He was the kind of kid who would find money on the streets or he would go to a Perkins restaurant and they'd play those claw games and he would win every time and no one really understood why. Uh, That's like where he started his life was in, in Minneapolis but when he was a little bit older he and his family moved to Charlotte, North Carolina which kind of changed his perspective because Charlotte was like a whole different kind of place. He saw poor people and rich people. He had been sheltered a little bit growing up in Minneapolis, but what was really cool, at least for him, was that when he was in high school, he played sports and by playing sports, he qualified for this advanced monster hunting course. Which kind of brings me to his class. He's a fighter with a gunslinger archetype, meaning that he primarily focuses on ranged weapons and pistols and, and making the most of those things. So Wyatt isn't the smartest guy, but he got his his first taste of being this individual who went looking for trouble in like more urban areas by saving this politician's daughter who had bought drugs from the wrong drug dealer, and he went after the drug dealer, and he used that money to purchase his weapons, buy himself some armor, and kind of get his name out there. So yeah, that's like the basics, and that representative he's been trading on that reputation um, for the last couple of years, and is really looking to further establish himself in the world and put his skills to use.
0: That sounds really cool, and it's given me some really good ideas that go into some of the stuff that I had planned for y'all. Yes! (laughs) Does Wyatt have any sort of, like, job or something right now? Or is he just out on his own freelancing or whatever?
4: So it's interesting that you bring that up. I see him as, like, this urban bounty hunter, right? And I... 5e really allows for characters to take kind of these backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so for his background, that's basically what I took, right? Like I took an Mm -hmm. urban background and, and so I think of him as like being this contactable individual who like, if you've got a monster problem, if you've got somebody that the law won't go after, that he'll take the con like take a contract and step in he's not afraid to work security or go after bad guys but he does have a code of honor and he's he doesn't really care about the law so much but is more
0: focused around doing the right thing all right awesome that's actually that's really cool so as i so first off, let's talk about where exactly why it is from. We'll start with Charlotte, North Carolina. Just like how South Carolina with Myrtle Beach and such was such a vacation town. Those actually grew as you go up the coast. I forgot how close to the coast is Charlotte. I don't really remember. I mean, looking, looking at it. So Charlotte is. Oh, it's definitely more inland.
4: It is definitely more inland being on that border of North Carolina, South Carolina, I, I, I always think of him being being like lower middle class. I think that they went, they like went to Myrtle Beach for like holidays. Like they couldn't go anywhere expensive. So they'd be like, we'll go to the ocean. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it, was, it, like, it wasn't anything fancy, but he was like, Myrtle Beach is better than, I guess, staying here and going to the mall
0: oh i hear you there and actually like that that brings up my family with coming from new york we used to go down to myrtle beach all the time so i get that very well (laughs) yes and that actually just looking at the map real quick that actually just triggered something first off in this new america area there is no north and south carolina is now just one state called carolina Same thing goes with Virginia. It's no longer West Virginia and Virginia. It's just all one Virginia, the Dakotas, and and so on and so forth. So there are no real. So it is all one state, and that's the interesting thing with Charlotte is that it's right in the middle of it all.
4: (laughs) One hundred percent. You tell me, how many states in this great union are there?
0: I would say. There's definitely less than what it currently is. Um, I'd say it's closer to 40 now.
4: So the stars and stripes are only 40 stars now.
0: Yeah, yes, that is correct. Puerto Rico actually became a state officially, as did Washington, D.C. And a lot of the north, south, west, those kind of states all combined into one state. And then. The Appalachian Mountain area became its own, I don't want to say state. It's just its own region. There really isn't any state lines get blurred across that line. That becomes just a borderline. Any of the states that were in there are pretty much either shrunk or shrunk the state lines or however. And that is where a lot of mountain foreign folk, forest folk tend to stay. Sounds cool.
4: Yeah, like yeah, I'm looking forward to to exploring that.
0: Yeah, so the Carolinas became definitely is an urban hotspot for vacationers. It's definitely up and been growing as a vacation spot for a lot of people. Whether you are more inland or closer to the shore, obviously closer to the shore is a lot more popular. But as you go in, inland, you definitely find more like theme parks, more tourist trappy towns. I know you'll get this. There's plenty of Wisconsin Dells type areas.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's car. I think they call those carnies. There's yes. plenty of there's plenty of carnies everywhere.
0: Yes, yes. So it, it, the Carolinas have definitely grown as a tourist destination. Minnesota is interesting. Now I'll say that that. Minnesota had something really interesting happen to it because a something or someone decided to basically create a giant snow globe bubble around Minnesota. So it's just an aura around it where it's winter all the time, snowing all the time all that. So it could be in the middle of summer, you could be right outside that area, and you'll be in shorts and t-shirts as soon as you cross over that line you're freezing your butt off. (laughs) Um, No one knows why, really, yet. How long ago did that happen? Did it happen,
4: like, relatively recently that the bubble appeared? Or or was that bubble there while I was
0: growing up? It was there while you were growing up. It happened about... How old is your character,
4: w- would you say? I picture him right in that 21, 22 years <laughs> old like age category.
0: Okay. This happened about 50 years ago. Folks have noticed that the area in how oh, Florida right now, we're convinced, has its own atmosphere because it does not follow the rest of the United States with its weather patterns. <laughs> 100%. That's basically Minnesota now, but in the opposite direction. And that grew and grew over the years. And then about 50 years ago, it showed basically a hard border, hard line. No one knows why. No one knows why it's happened or anything like that. On the fringes of this bubble, people do have town and communities because they can easily get out when they need to. But as you get closer to the center, it's pretty much a frozen tundra wasteland. There's nothing really there. So... Minneapolis is like right on the border of this bubble too. I'll say that. So uh, Minneapolis is still active and going. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great.
4: Yeah. And why really, um, he still identifies with both cultures, right? He mm-hmm. identifies with being a Minnesotan, but he also recognizes that a lot of his formative years, like the years that kind of shape you as a person happened when he was in North Carolina. I'm looking forward to exploring that diversity of experience that he had between the two different places. Awesome,
0: cool. It sounds like your character is gonna your character is gonna fit in really well with everybody else. I'll tell you that we have a really awesome group of people. Think around uh, in my mind for your character in some way shape or form whether it's you got a formal invite or you uh were compelled to attend the midwest Invita- celebration invitational this is olympic style event that i mentioned that is includes like fighting mystical arts accuracy competitions and all the other fun olympic events of this is basically the regional version it takes place in chicago illinois and I'm curious, I think we talked about it, that you're, you were thinking your character would be on security. Is that correct? Or did you have something else in mind? You could basically be anything. You could be a competitor. You could be on something else for staff. You could just be an attendee. I'm curious what you think Wyatt would be.
4: My thought was is that Wyatt got invited through a mysterious benefactor he received a plane ticket to come to this event and some credits to, to, to pay his way. And when he at first didn't actually think that the this benefactor was serious until the credits hit, and then he got his credentials to be doing security for the event. And I, I'm not sure how the security works in a world with magic in our current situation, but mm-hmm. my, my thought was is that At some point in the last couple of years that I probably had received some kind of state-sponsored bounty hunting license that allowed me to apprehend criminals, to carry my weapons, wear body armor, and that kind of thing. And I I think that I I, I packed up my few belongings and made sure that all my weapons were clean and ready to go, Uh, a few tools to make sure that I could keep them that way, and off to chicago i went
0: awesome yeah that's actually perfect that's yeah you basically gave exactly what i was going to give you (laughs) you read my mind yeah so that's where we're going to pick up your story working security for the event and all of you are at all of you in this group are going to be at that event in some way shape or form and you'll get to see exactly what happens maybe who invited you Last thing I have for you, I mentioned earlier that I needed you to have a D one hundred or a percentage die ready. If you can go ahead and roll that for me, and let me know what you got.
4: Yeah, let's let's take a look here at D one hundred. One of my favorite things to to roll. I rolled an eighty
0: seven. Eighty seven, awesome, cool. You'll find out what that means on episode one as well. <laughs>
4: How exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait to to find out what happens.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I have some cool surprises for y'all. I have I've been I was telling a few folks I've been up late making some NPCs that y'all are gonna meet. It's been a really good time, so I'm really excited to tell this story to y'all, and I'm so happy that you have the chance to actually join us. I'm really excited to, I should say, I'm really excited to finally do a game with you, since I know we've known each other for a while, and get—and I know we've talked about a game here and there, so being able to do this finally is, is just awesome.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I, I love the opportunity to join some other great folks spend some quality time with you getting to know you better it will be so much fun just uh, getting to explore these characters and play in a world of your creation and do it with some like-minded individuals so i i just can't wait and hopefully the audience is as intrigued as i am about what's coming up next (laughs)
0: Welcome back to the Academy, our lovely Session Zero. Now that you've met six Check of our all players, the names. it is time to meet our seventh and final player. Yes, I'm DMing a seven-person game, get over it. So, we're going to get started today, and I would like him to introduce himself. So, pre- please welcome to the podcast, Minimoss! Minimoss! What's
5: up? I'm Moss. My legal name is Evan. I got asked to join this game and I was like, why not? Sure. And here we are. And you can check me out on Friday Night Fights as well. on The DD by tried all
0: sweet. (laughs) Yes. Check out all the games. Also, we have Echo and Mikey, two other players in this campaign back in the peanut gallery. So you might hear them pop up every once in a while as well. Minnie, to get start, get you started on what we're going to be doing today is we're basically going to go over your character, go over your backstory, see where we need to flesh out on your uh, character a little bit more. And uh, I have a couple questions for you at the reasons. end that we'll go over. So let's get started with just a general overview of who, what kind of, what character are you going to be playing? So, well, I decided as of about
5: 30 seconds ago that I was going to be playing a warlock. Uh, Hex Blade Pack Warlock, a classic. I'm really good. I hit people with swords. His name is Rashmi. Hopefully, it doesn't get some trouble with Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> I don't think it will. Because they have a magic card named Rashmi, but I, I think we're okay. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a name. We should be good. <laughs> no, All it's
0: right. Well, it's not they're going to see the name of, oh the, well, they might, actually. i don't think them. He's actually one of of
5: my old characters that I've been playing for a long time, but I can fix him up and put him in any single world because he's one of those guys. He's actually one of my personal favorite characters to play. If I'm playing a little bit more of a charismatic kind of character, which warlocks are. Mm -hmm. So he's a lot of fun.
0: He's vulgar. Nice, nice. I know someone he'll get along with really well. And what race is it? He's custom lineage, but primarily going to be
5: like he's going to be like human, like almost a half elf, almost in a way, but mostly towards leaning towards
0: that sounds good. So tell us a little bit about his backstory. About I, I, where he grew up, what he does for a living, any connections or anything that they have. So Rashmi is a charlatan. He was a fake
5: doctor because he traveled around. I'm going to do the classic tragic backstory, but not be the edgelord of the group. So he has a very tragic backstory, but he hides it in humor and he drinks himself to death half the time. So... Parents basically, after his younger sister was born, was like, "We don't want kids, so we went and we grew up on the streets." After a little bit, his sister died, and he doesn't know where she was buried, so Ooh. he's been trying. He's been traveling around as a fake doctor to figure out where his sister was. So I have to change a little bit on the actual character sheet itself because yeah. I decided this he's last like, second of what the character was actually
1: like
4: because
5: th- <laughs> I put this generic stuff in there. But yeah, so he traveled around as a fake doctor. He's very he's proficient with medicine, proficient with. I was going to make, I was gonna make um, a joke. Cause he just like lies his way and he acts like he's a doctor he's no really like, Yeah, does, I think the liver goes works. there and that's where his intestines
0: go. Oh, I knew that. What the fuck's wrong with you? Important question. How many people have you killed this way?
5: I've signed and I've signed stuff so I can't say that I, I can't disclose those numbers. I need my lawyer <laughs> presence if I want to yes. put that out there.
0: Yes, in this, in, even thousands of years in the future. HIPAA still exists <laughs> uh, yeah so
5: I yeah I would need my lawyer present for me to disclose
0: those uh, that information <laughs> that's fair that's fair awesome and where exactly are you from what character like, character like I'm unless
5: somewhere I to be honest with you I wasn't I think like <laughs> Gotham almost like super like Chicagoy dark just grew up in the streets okay so
0: he doesn't care where he's from because he doesn't want okay. to think about it Sounds good. In that case, I am going to these drinks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, so I'm going to put you from Chicago, and reason being is first off, you're the only one who doesn't have to travel to the first location. You're pretty much already there. Okay. <laughs> Chicago. So Chicago is definitely a blossoming. Is still a big city as it's been in the. This has been in the past. It's not as as much as New York City has been getting crazy dense. And I was mentioning in part one of how the buildings just get taller, more buildings just end up in, and and it just gets even more claustrophobic than New York is now. Chicago is the opposite; feels a lot more freer. There's not that much population as there was there, but it has become the center of America in a way. There's a lot of businesses that are headquartered there. It's definitely the tech center of the world. Uh, it's, it's almost like the it, it, it is now the Silicon Valley, you could say. And it is the host of the Midwest Regional Showcase Competition, which is the competition that is sort of like the big event that I mentioned in um, the synopsis. Just a regional version that will get you qualified for that. And when this event happens, that is when the city gets crowded. That is when everybody should. That is when you have to body check a few people to get to to the front of the bar and get a drink. Or maybe just shove some, trick some of them into drinking Malort and get them out of there.
5: (laughs) He just he puts in a lot of laxatives in people's drinks and everything to get them fuck out the way. An arcane
0: trickster? Nope. <laughs> I thought about it. I actually thought about
5: making them just a rogue, but I was like, yeah, I like the warlock though, because he's gonna be going into rogue.
0: Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the warlocks, Since you are at the part, since you are at the level that where you get your pact, Draculas you is magic? blood. Uh,
5: I don't believe that's weird. I don't believe that it was straight up to my DM. Um, okay. I play it is. I played Hexblade mostly because I like the Hexblade Warlock. Mm-hmm. I like the play of plaque I like the uh, what what it can do, but it's my patron can be really whoever you want it to be. I'm not too concerned about who my patron is and his backstory uh-huh. most of my DMs is like you want this one I'm like that sounds cool to me and in yeah. my, my great <laughs> words is I just work here yeah
0: that's fair I am going to say is packed. that
4: so so in this new world of um,
0: alcohol. Everyone has different beliefs. It's more ideas of religion and beliefs as they were previously. But a lot of people also believe in certain ideals and, and stuff like that. I'm going really to say that you're to be hilarious if I made
5: my pack while I, was, while I was drunk off my ass and I just got my powers by accident. And you have no idea? Yeah, I, was, I got drunk one night, I made a deal, next thing I'm shooting laser beams out of my hands. That actually sounds like a lot of fun all right i don't know it could be a female it could be a deal i don't know i was I, drunk one night i remember shaking a hand signing my name on a contract i thought i was doing some work next thing you know i woke up and i'm like man i feel tingling <laughs> what the fuck i became iron man
0: all right that actually oh i'm going i oh, i'm thinking of a i will think of a patron for you oh you that, do what uh, you want
5: and don't even tell yeah, me
2: who and it, we, it is oh i'm, I'm not i be revealed for sure, later you know, man like, i don't you, care yeah it'll get, it, it'll get revealed
0: it'll get revealed I will say um, but, you are proficient in martial but, and simple weapons, so but, feel free to pick any of those type of weapons. It, pick one it, weapon to be your packed weapon, and yeah. that would just be a long sword of some kind. Yeah, whatever you feel, whatever you feel. Mad mad.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna be Cloud Strife, and it's gonna be a great sword, even though i
0: <laughs> Oh my god! Oh lordy! You have to keep in mind. You, you could do a try. It. Mind, you. You have high decks. Great may not <laughs> you have decent decks and you're in negative for your strength. A greatsword may not be the best idea.
5: A hexblade <laughs> a hex, blade, a hex blade goes, look,
0: I use my charisma now. Oh, that is true. That is true. That is true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Choose what you want and I will. And uh, yeah, you can I'll think of a name for it for you. Long sword. I'm just gonna use
5: a long sword. Mostly I, for the effect of when I go into rogue, I need something to be able to sneak attack with.
0: Oh yeah, true. So, cool. That's actually uh, a lot of cool stuff. Let's see here. What other questions? Technically, do t- I, t- 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 I don't have, have you less. We covered most of your stuff, and you said who was buried that you're trying to find? My sister. Your sister. All right. Does she have a name? Kathleen. Yep. Okay. His last name, because his last name
5: is something that his original character, when I originally made him, was something very important with the integral of the world. So like his last name is like, it could be something really bad. You could incorporate it or not. I can get you that privately or not if you want to incorporate that. If not, then it's just he's just.
0: Yeah, we can talk about that. He's just being weird. I love it. (laughs)
5: Yeah. Well, he does Uh, have a last name. It's just his original last name was like, if I said that last name, I might get attacked by gods.
0: That's fair. So yeah, that actually sounds great. That's pretty simple and pretty easy to start with. He gets drunk all the time. Let me make that as a note because that does that will Uh, come into. I was going to say free
4: alcohol for doctor.
0: Okay, so the other questions I have for you are: so this regional competition, you do receive some invite or some kind of compelling nature to. Attend it in some way, shape, or form, and yeah, I want to know. About- hey, we got some whiskey. I'm uh, I'll be there. You want to be the? Bar- you want to be the bartender? No, he doesn't do
5: that. He hates no. people. Yeah, he- he- he'll do this. What you want? A beer? Fuck you. Here's a whiskey. What you want? Yeah. Tequila? Fuck you. Here's whiskey. He yeah, drinks right. a lot of whiskey.
0: So he. So you can choose anything from being a competitor. On stat, you could be an entertainer, a or just an ante- attendee. Just think of like a big con convention like this plus competition. What's the competition? Uh, is it like a fighting thing or is it so it's like fighting, it's accuracy, it's uh spellcraft, it is it's a lot of show. A lot of it is showcasing. The main purpose of it is showcasing the new skills that were brought upon us thanks to the Great Awakening. So it's a lot of a lot of that magic, a lot of that fighting gladiator stuff. i we're
5: gonna fight somebody because he likes to fight.
0: All right, so you're gonna yes, that is awesome. So we're gonna say you. I got a great idea. <laughs> so you're at the bar. Yeah and you're drinking away at your whiskey oh. en- enjoying your night and as you get to and as, when you get to the bottom of your cup you I notice th- there is a piece of paper at the bottom and it's surprisingly even with the amount of alcohol in there it's completely dry you take out the paper and it says and it says congratulations you're you have been drafted to compete in this year's Midwest Regional Inventational. Here are the categories of competition you are permitted to compete in. And so there's it says all the different categories from accuracy to to range to fighting, to weapon fighting, to fisticuffs, to boxing, like, all different types of stuff, including things like speed, running contests, like a a lot of the Olympic events are also in that, to show, like, agility and strength and such like that. Yeah, so you go ahead and you end up checking one off, and it sounds like you're gonna check off the fighter one. (laughs) And as soon as you tick that box... The paper just jumps out of your hand, wraps up in just wraps up crazy and turns into a paper bird and just flies out of the bar. I'm gonna like smack the guy next to me. I'll know I'm drunk, but what the fuck? so the day of the competition uh comes by, and you actually that morning you just wake up waiting out for you to take you there. You're
4: gonna die. I think it's.
0: Look, there's going to be some drunken monks out there, too. Ugh. Just so you know. So, yeah. So, we'll pick up with the story, with your side of the story. There.
1: Jesus. Like, I just... You know, uh, when I we like get crap. to episode we, one.
0: one? But um, like, in a good way, I'm like, oh my gosh, question, you're finally here. Uh, heavy, which is not really a question. It's more of a request. I need you to roll a D100 for me. 91. 91? Oh, Damn. No, I saw it. I saw it. 91. All right. I got the number. So you'll find out what that's all about at episode one. Which is coming up next week. It's finally here. All right. That's all I had covered for you.
1: Uh, Thank you so
0: much for joining us.
1: We in it now, boys. Thank you you, you to
0: everybody listening. (laughs) <laughs> uh, for tuning in, checking out all of our characters, our entire cast. Next week will be episode one, where we'll pick up at the Go Craig and Dagger Craig and disappear mm, from Nine Mortal oh, at Coil the, at the Infin Stadium in Central Chicago for the Midwest Invitational. Until then, we will see you next week. I'm Chris. I'm your DM get ready for this and get get yes, ready sir. for this ride
1: i'm getting crazy